Hello and welcome to the round preview brought to you by Footy Live. And it is round six. My God, it's gone fast, boys. Where's the time gone? And it's feels even shorter, I feel, because footy ended on Monday, really. So we did our review show on the Tuesday and then uh, already now. But, you know, we do, we're doing it on a Friday this week. So it's a quick turnaround. We can enjoy our footy. How do you feel with the Thursday night off boys? first time in a while? Not weird. I won't lie. Mm. I kind of. I, I'm a big fan of the Thursday night footy, and um, yeah, it felt weird without it. To be honest, bring it much back. Prefer, yeah, yeah, much prefer a Thursday over a Monday. Yeah, yeah. No, mm. so do I. That's true. We got two Mondays in a row, actually. And we'll mm. speak about that in a second, boys. We've been, we've uh, always asked people to contribute and uh, and give us feedback or even create their own segments because that's what happened this week. Now you can get your tweets and emails. You can go to james.sabo at sportsmatemobile.com on the email or hashtag footy live. Read everything out. And Frank Scalisi has done that. Now, I want you boys to listen to this because he's created his own segment and he's sponsoring his own segment. It's very, very interesting, this man. Let's have a listen. Sportsmate crew, it's that time of the week again, Jimmy, Nicky G, Gordo, Frankie the Pies fanatic here. I've got something a little bit different for you boys this week. I'm going to go with my own segment. Sponsored by Frank Scalise at Woodard's Oakley, we're going to go with Frankie's favourite five flutters. Take it on here, we've got Toby Green tonight. Against St Kilda to come back and kick three or more. Into Port Adelaide to win. They'll finally win. Frio are going to take care of the Blues between 1 and 39. Nick Dacos is going to win the Anzac Day medal. And Geelong are going to blow out North, bounce back and win by 40 plus. Total them up. You'll get about 23 to 1. Always gamble responsibly. And enjoy this week of footy. Frankie's out. How good is it? Just comes on and make its own segment. I encourage anyone who wants to come on and uh, create their own segment. We'll play it. We'll play along with this one too. Make sure we're keeping count. Gordo, have you got a little summary of what Frankie put down there? Yes, yeah, so I believe, and keep me, uh, correct me if it's wrong there, but Toby Green, he kicked three or more. Yep. We had uh, Port to win. They'll finally win, and we'll get to them in just a moment. Frankie's yeah. been running the run sheet. Well done, Frankie, for getting the, uh, the inside scoop. Yes. Uh, you have here Carlton one thing up. I believe he said Fremantle to beat Carlton. Is that correct or not correct? Yeah, I believe so. He said Fremantle to beat Carlton. Fremantle to beat Carlton. And uh, the only one I really disagree with here is Dacos, but he is the Pies fanatic. So um, Dacos win the Anzac medal. That's his tip. Wouldn't be my tip, but uh, Frankie knows the Pies better than anyone in the business. He as does. we found out last week. So Small sample size, though, of one yeah. week. But he's he's got it right last. Well, did he get it right last week? He got one out of two. He had three. Oh, he got the, he got, it was he got a the couple of right. goals that helped him out last week too. Oh, jeez, Nico's Nico's baiting Frankie hard. Where are we? So, well, just a bigger part there, Toby Green. I agree with that one. I reckon he'll come and burst onto the scene. He's just an, yep. he's an absolute star. Like when he when he does play. It's 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 a different team. It's a different GWS. So it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest to be kicked three or more. I would have mm-hmm. gone the safe option, gone two, but I like Frankie's confidence. Three, not bad. I believe Port will win. I agree with that. They need to win. Uh, there's no excuses against a a, a waffle side in uh, in West Coast. It's got so many injuries, and mm-hmm. even the players who have come back, they're still not right. And we saw that last week. Um, one to thirty nine for Frio. Uh, if they do win, it'll be close, I think. And we'll talk about that game in a second. They cost win the Anzac medal. I'd like him to do it. Big stage, see what he can produce. I like it. We had another one, another message from Dario Casale. And he said, why is Frankie 
a number one listener. When you guys had less fans in North Melbourne, it was me. I expect a public apology from Gordo. Gordon. Gordo. Well, Gordo last week said Frankie, our number one fan, our number one listener. Well, he's our number one listener because he's the one sitting in his own segments. It's, <laughs> it's a pretty easy way to become number one. Take the, you got a, a challenge for it. It's like boxing. Currently, Frankie holds the belt. If you want to take Frankie down, take his belt off him, then come up with a segment, send it through to that email, hashtag it in for your live. We'll play it, and then you know it could be a battle for two. We could have a Ooh. we could have a fans eye view showdown. I like that. live every Thursday or Friday week, and that would be oh, delightful. I like it. So no apology there from no. Gordo. No apology. I would say this though. I don't apologize, but I do thank Dario for being from the start, listening to us and contributing from the start every See, week. Dario can be the OG. OG. But just because you're the OG doesn't mean you're number one. Ooh. That's a difference. Yeah. Uh, good point, good point. Uh, Nico's got a fair few good points this week, and he'll start with his much-watched game. Which one is it and why, Nicholas? Thanks, Jimmy. I'm going with the Dockers and the Blues this week. This is this is a must-watch game, both 4-1. and one. Both have started the season off fairly well, it has to be said, so credit to them. I don't think anyone expected this start from either of them, oh, except for maybe Gordo and Freo, but... Mm. I still think both teams have a lot to prove. Um, Freo, obviously four and one, but their, their draw has been pretty favorable to start the season. Whereas Carlton, on the other hand, two of their wins have been less than convincing, it has to be said. Uh, those second half fade outs against Hawthorne and Port Adelaide last week is still a cause for concern. So, um, yeah, I, I think this game poses a challenge challenge for both teams you know Carlton heading over to Perth is never easy especially against an informed Frio side whereas the Dockers you know will take it up to a, a, a you know an informed Carlton side with their captain Cripps returning so mm. um, it, it's a massive game and it's a standalone game as well on Saturday night we don't often get them so um, definitely one to sit down on Saturday night and watch. Yeah, I'm 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 super excited for this one. Not just because you guys think that I'm a uh, a closet Blues fan. Um, I do have a soft spot for them, and I always watch Carlton. I think, it, look, this is for me. It's it is the most watched one of the weekend in terms of if I'm if I'm picking a blockbuster. But Nick picked it first because I think uh, we're going to learn a lot about these two sides. But for Carlton especially, because if they want to be taken seriously, a game like this is a must win. That's not an understatement because they go over there. We, they've done it in the past. We've seen that. Remember Nunes after the siren and Mark Murphy, that snap. I think the last time they played was a 16-point victory uh, to, yeah, to, to the Blues. They've won the last four games against, uh, against Fremantle. Um, but with Cripps coming back, there's no excuses in the midfield. I don't think, you know, you can't say, well, maybe he's underdone or anything like that. But this is, this is the time to prove that this is a new Carlton. You go over there, you take care of Frio, you make a statement away from home, and mm. they must win it to set up the rest of the season. Fremantle is in form, and we know how good they've been defensively in the past. Now they're starting to score on the back of that, and they're pretty excited after they, they beat uh, the Dons. But I did say to Gordo, who disagreed with me, that I want to see more from Fremantle because I haven't beaten anyone yet. That's what I said. Now, if they beat Carlton, they have beat someone. So all eyes are on this game. I really like it. I'm going to tip a little bit of an upset here and go the Blues but it will be a close margin as, uh, as Frankie predicted, but I think he predicted the Dockers. Mm. Gordo? Well, I think the big player here is Carlton have to win this game early. That seems to be their strategy. As you said, Cripps returning, which means they can go with the bash and crash midfield strategy that seems to be working for them early in the season. 
but they've only kicked three goals after halftime in their last three matches. Mm. Yeah, that's when we have too many games of football, whereas the Dockers are the only team in the competition to win every final quarter this season. The Dockers are running out games, they're defending hard early, and then they're going to like creep on you, creep on you, creep on you, wear you yeah. down. So if Carlton doesn't kill this game by halftime, it's going to be a Dockers win. It's going to be a Dockers win anyway because I can just see them defending that well. As you said, they haven't beat anyone yet. This is their statement game at it home. Is. It is. Defend the fortress, Purple Haze, take the points, yep. and uh, they'll go 5-1. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot to give my tip. I, I'm, I'm with Gordon on this one too. I think Freo will win by about a three-goal margin around that. Mm. It would probably be a close one as well. Like, mm. you, like, like you did say that they just fell over the line against, against what the, the Hawks and against Port Adelaide. They were 50 points up. Just held on in the end. They really need to put in a four a four quarter performance. So, and also if the dogs were a bit more accurate in that last quarter in round two, they could have mm-hmm. lost that one as well. So, all eyes are on this one, and all eyes will be on Essendon and Collingwood. Before I get to your game, Gordo, quick one from me because it's obviously Anzac Day is a huge occasion, and like Mick Malthouse said, I liked his little speech. He went down to Collingwood and had a speech to the boys and said there is nowhere to hide on Anzac Day, and he's one of the best games on the fixture for a coach and a player. All eyes are on you, and it's an important occasion. Not just an important game, it's an important occasion, and you cannot hide. No matter what, everyone is watching this, and Essendon have a huge point to prove. They're they're last or second last in about every indicator that means anything for a team. They can't win their own footy. They're downhill skiers, uh, and they can't win games at the moment. And every time they're challenged, they fall. So if they want to prove a point, it's on Anzac Day. They better do it. And uh, Collingwood as well. Um, we've seen, you know, look, I think it's a, if they win this one, it's a confident pass, Mark. It's a big tick. You can say good start to the season. Um, they've lost no friends here. Uh, they've been good under McRae. If they do lose to Westerner, though, be a couple of question marks. Mm. So interesting one for me. Boys, my tip for this is the Pies. Can you see an upset brewing? We'll be back after a quick break. I cannot. I, I understand it's a big occasion. I understand that, you know, people rise to those occasions, but you can only rise within a certain limit. It's like a 10% increase. It's maybe a 15% increase. Ooh, 10 or 15. Bombers need to improve by 80, 85, 90%. Mm-hmm. As you said, they're last in everything. They are playing, like, they're lucky that North Melbourne's in the competition and West Coast has COVID. Like, where are we? It is a diabolical season for them so far. And I don't know how you change it around. Like, they're not bringing anyone in that's going to change their team or their team dynamics yet. Like well, they're not, they can't Zach change. Merritt and, Zach Merritt and Stringer coming in, so that's that's a big that's bigger bodies that they need. I don't think Stringer's a pop the packet player though, straight off the bench. He has taken a lot of time to warm into seasons, and even then, he's a cherry on top player. He's a great player. David King loves him, and for obvious reasons, he's a match winner, as he says. But I think he finishes matches off for you. I don't think he's going to do the the grind and pound all day. Not like Nick Dacos, which 
just looking at the stats here now, our boy Frankie, number one listener, shout out to uh, Dario, uh, averaging 26.8 disposals, number one at Collingwood. That's super He's the highest disposal getter in this season, in his debut season. So maybe, maybe the middle mm. as well. Maybe. Can, can I just note as well, uh, the injury list halfway through the week had yeah. Zach Merritt three to four weeks away or two and to he, three weeks away. And he's playing. And Stringer one to two weeks away. And, he's and they're both playing. Now, is that strategic from Ben Rutten or is he just, you know, pulling the trigger, throwing two plays underdone in, in the hope his side's going to, you know. Yeah. Good, good question. Uh, he's invited the family around for, for dinner and he's he's missed Cutie's timings. Lunch is at one, not at two, and he's just pulled the steaks out underdone. He's just have yeah, to hope yeah. that they cook on the table. It's extraordinary, honestly. But, you know, Essendon do have a tend to respond when they've been um, absolutely copped in the media all week. So it'll be interesting to watch. Um, But I'm still tipping the pies as well, Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, I mean, Roughhead goes out, but Mason Mason Cox out as well. He's omitted, so that's fair enough. He didn't deserve his spot. But to get my check back in there as well, and I guess Tyler Brown and Ginevan, you know, they're, they're, they're pretty good for the for, us, uh, for for the pies. But I think the big ones to watch is obviously Zach Merritt and Jake Stringer. But Nick makes a good point. Are they ready to play or are they going to be underdone? We'll wait and see. Port Adelaide and West Coast, Gordo, this is your one to watch. Why in the hell? The narratives. We're all, we're three journalists. We're here for the narrative. And, you know, Ken Hinckley came out last week and said, we can still play finals, boys. Well, I'll tell you what, he can't play finals if he doesn't beat West Coast. Yeah, it was 18th oh, and 16th <laughs> on the ladder. Blockbuster. It is a blockbuster because it's a coach-killing game. It's our first loser leaves town. And Mm. it's interesting to note, like, as much as all the pressure will be on Paul, surely there's a little bit of pressure out west coming down on Adam Simpson. Because I know, yes, you have the big excuse about COVID. You're playing your waffle side. We've heard all the excuses. But as you slowly bring back players, I mean, you've got, what, Shuey, Yo, Kelly are now back on that side. And again, similar things. Are they underdone? Are they match fit? Mm. Have they been able to prepare themselves properly? In all honesty, probably not. That's not how COVID laws work. But if it's a zero and five team you're playing against, so if they lose this, then where's that put West Coast? Like, where's that? Where does that leave West Coast for mm. this year? All of a sudden, next week's full of West Coast has to rebuild now. Mm. All of a sudden, it's like just Tim Gellico back about the East Coast. So it's narratives galore for both of these sides. And mm. yeah, if you said if we reckon the Bombers had to win this week, well then one of these two sides have to, and luckily for them, one of them will. Yeah, yeah. No, Port Ad- no excuses for Port Adelaide this week, obviously. And uh, Ken Hinkley's going to have to change his message if if they do lose because you're not making finals if you lose your first six and you can't use the old, oh, we can lose five in a row. It doesn't really matter where it is. You can't lose six in a row and you can't lose against a waffle side. Uh, I'm still calling them a waffle side because they've got players, even though they've got back, uh, they're underdone. I don't think they're fit. We've seen that. Nick Natanew is a huge out. Uh, this surprised me. Carl Amon omitted. That, that surprised me. I thought he's been a... Pretty good contributor. I mean, last mm. week, maybe not, but geez, I thought he's been all right this season. So maybe mm. he's trying to make a statement, Ken, um, and he'll have to with uh, with his side this week. Nicholas, who are you tipping? I'm tipping Port. I'll tip Port, but I do have. I would have had this one as a must-watch or even a potential upset. I think West Coast, there is potential there. Even mm. though they did look underdone, I think they'll want to respond. And we, we've seen in the past, they, they don't mind going to the Adelaide Oval and causing up a stir. So... Yeah, I'd watch this space. It's an interesting one. Both sides under a bit of pressure and you know what pressure can do. So, yeah, I definitely wouldn't be riding off the Eagles easily. Um, but I think Port will just get the win. They've actually got a pretty good record 
over there mm. in Adelaide, the Eagles do. I don't have them on. They've won the last five, the Eagles. There you go. Adelaide Oval. There you go. Yeah, I thought it was something like there that. There you go. Yeah, very good, Gordo. Well done. Are you tipping the Eagles then? Uh, I am. I am not. I'm. I'm. I'm believing in, in Ken. I reckon Ken's right. I reckon you could pencil in Port for a five-game winning streak. <laughs> What's starting? Have you seen yeah. who they're playing next? No, nah, I just reckon <laughs> it's the vibe. It's the vibe. Ken <laughs> the say, they've got the Saints. <laughs> yeah, that's and a winnable they've game. Got, then they got the Bulldogs. Uh, at home though, and Bulldogs are due to drop a few. So yep, yes, winnable game. True. And then they've uh, they've got North. Oh, here we go. Yeah, there you go. Now now and you're five, four and five, and then and finish got it Geelong off. Geelong at GMHBA. That's and I tell topic. you what, if we come to round ten, they knock off Geelong in Geelong to go five and five. Ken will be the happiest man in the country. Oh mate, and then they've got Essendon in the next week, so that's basically it's more than likely to be one and nine after ten rounds. Honest, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Oh, well, it could be an upset, um, but there could be another upset before that. Mm-hmm. And Nico, tonight, you reckon GWS and St. Kilda? Tell me what you think it is. Yeah, I think they have a chance. Much like Essendon, um, GWS have been they've been in the papers for all the wrong reasons this week. Their coach, obviously, Leon Cameron's been under the pump. Their mm-hmm. performances have been criticised. They're, they're not where they should be on the ladder. Um for the quality of team that they are. So Friday night, whole country watching primetime television against an informed St. Kilda team. This is the night for them to bounce back and make a statement. They get Toby Green back. Um, it's a massive addition to the side. We know how valuable he is to the team, not even just stats wise, but I think just his inclusion can lift the whole squad. Um, mm. And just quietly, I, I know it's not his fault that they've lost as many games as they have in the opening few rounds, but I think he will be feeling a, uh, somewhat of a response. Uh, he'll be feeling yeah. responsible somewhat. He should be. To he should be. He's let the team down. He's let yeah. the team down. And yeah, he's acknowledged exactly. it too to his credit. Yeah. But- he is the skipper. He's the new skipper. So I think he'll come in tonight and make a big impact as well as Braden Proust. So, oh, yes, big Prucey played, uh, has played a couple of games this year, and the, the Giants have been okay in the games that he has played, so he does make a difference. So, watch this space. And I'm not exactly uh, sold on St. Kilda either, to be honest. So, really, why not? Again, I, the teams that they've played and beaten, um, you know, it, it doesn't really tell us much. Ooh. Um, if they do win harsh. tonight, however, as Jakey, our in house, uh, Saints. Ex- Expert mm-hmm. said to us at the start of the week, if the if St Kilda win on Friday night, the lid will be bubbling. So um, not off, but bubbling. Just bubbling, just bubbling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, fair enough too. We can never, excited we can never the be too sure about the Saints, can we? I know it's true, but all their indicators show that they are playing really, really good football, and yep. uh, they've got a really dynamic forward line. I think they've got a nice spread of goal kickers. Max King has kicked three or more. In the last four games, you can get some out of him. We know Higgins kicked five as well. I was talking about the small forwards and their impact. We've got a really good, uh, you know, a list of assets on that team. But like mm. you did mention, Toby Green makes a difference, and he's kicked two or more in seven of his last eight games. So you can pencil him down for at least two. Frankie reckons he's going to get four. I think he'll get at least a couple. But yeah, it is. It's an important one. And uh, Leon Cameron's been under the pump for his comments. We spoke about that on on Monday or Tuesday whenever we spoke about it. But, um, yeah, I, I guess, look, Giants can ease a lot of pressure with a big win here on Friday night. And it does make a difference when you are in prime time. You don't want to be hidden mm-hmm. away in a, in a weird afternoon slot and then the story gets lost. I think this is a big moment for them. Gordo, yeah. you agree? I do agree. And pretty much 
I think this game comes down to can the Giants spend more time forward of their half? That's probably been a big issue. At the moment, yeah. their defense is pretty short. They're the, the worst for giving up looks at goal. So they, they concede um, the most shots and they also concede um, the best shots in the competition. They're the easiest team to score against inside the defensive 50. They're playing against St Kilda, who are the most accurate team inside their forward 50. So that's a bad matchup already. But as you said, Toby Green loves to kick his own goals. But also, he provides just so much structure, belief, perhaps, as you said. He's involved in 38.2% of all scoring chains in games he played last season. So mm. he he accounts for almost half of their points full stop. So that's a lot to bring back in. And as you said, he had a point to prove. It has a bigger amount of work to make up for. Now I think he'll get amongst that tonight. And I'm sensing the upset. I'm sensing a point to be proven. And I think... I think Toby Green is your skipper is a bit like, you know, he's like a WWE-style character. He's going to be walking mm. in, chest out, into the big arena. With his entrance chair. music, yeah, <laughs> entrance music pumping. He'll play on the edge. He'll be, he'll, he'll be rough and tumble, and um, that might just shock the Saints. However, Giants no do hate playing at uh, in Canberra. They've lost the last game, last three games in uh, Canberra by about 40 points each time. So. It's too chilly. Too chilly for him. Yeah, that's fair <laughs> enough too. I'm I'm surprised that Matt the Ball's been omitted again. Poor guy. He was very consistent. Uh, and then mm-hmm. lately he's been dropped a couple of times. Um, don't know about that. Jesse Hogan's been managed. Uh so I don't know. It's a bit weird for me. I would have thought you get them at the ball on or maybe Jack Steele and kind of tie him down and limit their um, possessions in the middle. But I don't know, maybe they'll try it a different way. Interesting to see how they're gonna play. Got to play a little bit better than what they have been doing. Uh, that loss last week to Melbourne, to Melbourne's credit, that, that was the best win of the season, but mm. they haven't shown up this season, GWS. Also, the Tigers, for Christ's sake. That's how bad they're going. Um, that was your upset as well, Gordo. It was. Um, so that's fair enough. I'll go for a different kind of upset, um, which is Adelaide over Bulldogs. Why I say different is because I don't believe wow. Adelaide will beat the Bulldogs, actually, <laughs> but there's a possibility of it. There is a possibility. It's in, uh, it's in Ballarat. I like what I saw from Adelaide last week you laugh but i think yeah because they smashed your team that's they why. did they did i think i think they fought. look you look at the the doggies do struggle defensively without alex keith especially they do struggle defensively even last week larky got a hold of them there was patches there where north got a hold of them even mm. north you know what mm. i mean and and when you look at you know adelaide's forward line they got tex walker who's in fine form shane mcadam i talked about him last week josh Rich- Shelly, who who's uh, who's going to kick two or more, I reckon as well, as a confident young man. Murphy, even McHenry, they can chip in. I like their forward line. I don't like the dogs' back line. So that's the reason why I think if they can get on top in that area, there's a possibility there that they could win. I'm still tipping the doggies. But that is a potential upset. Don't be surprised if the Crows get a win. They were pretty happy to beat the Tigers last week. Tell you what, if the Crows win that game. Mm-hmm. The red pen will be out on the Bulldogs. Really? They have That's no excuse. Even though Tim English is out of the side, there is no excuse for the Bulldogs not to win this game. And they generally do win down in Ballarat. So, yeah, they've got a pretty good run, I think. It, yeah, I, I think the, the dogs will win comfortably, to be honest. Yeah, I think they've got a four game winning streak at, mm. uh, at Ballarat. So they want to keep that alive, their home away from home in Mars. So, yeah. Hey, Gordo, you wanted to talk about Richmond, Melbourne. Didn't you? I did. I was did. that a potential upset or you that just wanted was... to chuck it on the agenda? No, no, that's my potential upset because oh, like as it. we said this year, the, the dynasty is is not it's not over abruptly. A dynasty is never over abruptly, it just fades gently. Look at Nick smirking. Just fades gently into the into the darkness. You know, that's that's how it happens. 
But as Nick said himself, there's games this year that Richmond will take teams to their task and keep them Mm. accountable. Mm -hmm. And this is one of those games because, as you said, it's a special occasion. It's Anzac Day Eve. For the last Mm -hmm. couple of years, this has been the better game than the Anzac Day game Mm. the the day after. And Richmond is still capable of playing trench-like football to use some horrible war analogies for you. And Melbourne are due. Melbourne haven't been pushed properly. As least everyone, everyone keeps telling me, yeah. everyone keeps telling us that, you know, they're in second gear, they're cruising through, they're that far ahead of the competition. If a team can turn up, apply, and do everything that that Richmond Dynasty team did, apply relentless pressure, chaos football, be really tight in defence and organised, basically everything that Melbourne's doing now, mm. then mm. they can obviously cause an upset. I think they're still capable of it. Is it likely? Mm. Absolutely not. The most likely result is Melbourne wins by four or five goals. But... This is in Richmond's range. And each year, I reckon a coach has three or four occasions to, to do something, you know, motivational, emotional to get the boys up, just like that, dusting yeah. the background, dusting yelping away. Agrees. D- Dusty agrees. He's ready to join the forces, start banging on the walls. I'm Let's excited. go, boys, to get He's excited. excited. He's it's lying. time for an Anzac Day upset. And that's exactly how Harvard's going to charge up his boys. They'll be barking like dogs. Him. Have a listen to him. Barking like dogs before they tear through the banner. So expect an, yeah. uh, an invigorated Richmond to take on the Demons of the Relays. Oh, he agrees. Dusty agrees. Even though he's not playing on, uh, neither Dusty is playing on Sunday night, as mm. I'll, I'll make him quiet here. Yeah, look, Gordo, I like your points. And I'll be tipping Richmond only because I'm a Richmond supporter. I still don't think Richmond will win. I actually think Melbourne will win. But like you said, it is possible. It is a big occasion. I don't think Melbourne will lose the big games. I think I'm tipping Melbourne mm. to lose those games. Just a just a random kind of don't show up. I think they'll show up on the occasion. It's a huge occasion. But in saying that, the Tigers haven't been playing the worst football of all time. They've been bad in patches. And last week, last week to concede ten goals from stoppages, that's where you lose the game. Mm. At that point. Mm. So if we can, I mean, you're going up against the best stoppage team and the best midfield in the comp, but still. If you can fix it up around the stoppages, Richmond will have a chance. They've just been bad in patches. There's been some pretty good football from the Tigers, and hopefully they can get it consistently and they'll win that game. Is there any chance, Nicholas, of the Tigers winning? Uh, there is. I think Gordon did Gordon did make a few good points, actually. Um, actually, sounds surprised. Yeah, no, no. It's, it's fair enough. You know, it's a big occasion <laughs> and anything can happen. I but I, I'm with you, Jimmy. I think... Um, you know, the D's are due for a loss. They won't win every game, but the ones that they will win are the ones that, you know, the, the primetime games, the ones that everyone's watching, they'll get themselves mm. up and about. They'll be mentally prepared for and they won't be complacent. So, yeah, I think the D's will win, but, you know, yeah, you never know with these games. So it's a, it's a fair call from Gordo. Mm-hmm. Well done, Gordo. There you go. You've got the tick of approval from Nick. Go. Life's good. Hey, there's a few tipping comp winners this week. We've mentioned a few of them because mm-hmm. there's a fair few 50, well, not 50 50s, but there's a fair few uh, differing opinions flying around. The biggest one for Nicholas is the Hawks and Sydney. Now, yeah. never had a podcast where Nicholas hasn't put his own team up in one of the one of any segment <laughs> we've had. So, Nicholas, take it away for Hawthorne and Sydney. No, no, I think this is a genuine 50 50. Whichever way you go, you won't be confident. If you tip Sydney, you'll be thinking, Oh, you know, it, it is in Launceston. Hawks play pretty good down there. The Hawks have been playing pretty well this year. 
Uh, they're actually going to win. And then if you tip Hawthorne, you think, oh, well, is that, you know, inconsistency that we saw against the Saints going to creep back in? And, mm. you know, Sydney played pretty well last week. They showed some good form. Uh, Buddy's coming back in. So there's a lot of pros and cons to both sides. Um, and I honestly, I mean, I'll tip, I'll tip Hawthorne because I always do, but it is a genuine 50-50. And although, you know, the bookies have Sydney as favourites, which is, you know, which they rightly should be, um, I think that, will be split 50-50 on this one. And, yeah, it could go either way, to be it honest. It could. It could. I think maybe the ruck uh, might be a big topic of discussion this week because your boy, your man, Maxi Lynch, comes in yes. because, uh, obviously, yes. Reeves is out with his shoulder and still big boy McAvoy can't make an appearance. He's still out. But he's had a shocker, hasn't he, Max Lynch? Because he's, oh, he's had a he's terrible had, run. Uh, so concussion protocols. He's had. I think he got COVID as well. COVID. And then yeah. he got. Didn't he have a bee thing yeah, last he, weekend? He had a allergic reaction. Allergic yeah, reaction. that's it. He's an word. absolute yeah. shocker, and he's had to come in now. He wouldn't have been played if if Reeves was there, obviously. So you have to rush him in. I hope he performs well, Nicholas. Do you reckon he will? Hope so too. He's only played the one game this year, which was in round one. And like you said, he's had that terrible run uh, where he's missed the last uh, four, four or five weeks. Yeah, he's forgotten what a footy looks like, poor guy. Yeah, but I didn't mind him in the opening round before, and he got he got he only played half of that game in round yeah. one too because he did get concussed. So it's a big task for him, um, but it is good to have him back in the side. Uh, much needed inclusion, like you said. Mm-hmm. There's no other ruckman at Hawthorne and. Uh, Sydney obviously have their own issues as well in the ruck with Hickey out and Sinclair still out. So they've got Laddams. But, yeah, it'll be an interesting battle for sure. Yeah, so, Gordo, before you you deep dive into this one, I know you've got stats on hand. I can see that face. I know what's coming. But I just want to say the last time that uh, the Swans beat Hawthorne in Tassie was 2012. And we know what happened that year, Nico. Do you remember the grand final that year? I certainly do, Jimmy. I certainly do. And I remember that game very well. one of the all-time best, wasn't it? It was. It was a good game of footy. Have you ever yeah. rewatched it? Have you had the, the, the emotional strength to rewatch that? Uh, not. I, I can't say. Not from start to finish. No. Mm. Um, highlights, yes. And oh, I tell you what. Yeah, we, we kicked ourselves out of that game. Should have won. Should have mm. won. I think with the young, sorry, Nicholas, I think with the young side, you're going to get inconsistencies with Hawthorne. I think that's to be expected. Had a huge game on Monday. I don't know if they can back it up, but they have had a big rest. Geez, AFL looking after them, aren't they, Nico? Monday to Monday. Not too bad. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's it's an average rest. It's normal. It's not. It's not like a ten day rest or anything. Oh God! If they had put them for the uh, for the Saturday, you'd have watched Jeff Kennett would have written a letter to the members saying Boy, boycott the AFL. But no, they've had a good rest. Yeah, and they, uh, yeah. I, I just don't think they'll get up just because of. Uh, I think Sydney is a better team, mm-hmm. and Hawthorne did. Uh, yeah, we're waiting for the inconsistencies because they are young. Uh, Gordo, what do you reckon? Yeah, I agree with everything that's said there. I. I don't know. I think we're overhyping this Hawthorne team Ooh. in our own in our own uh, mast at this year. Just you know, due to the fact Nikki G, number one Hawks fan <laughs> in the media in the world, is, is, it just said. gets excited about them. And fair enough too. They've had they've had some highlights this year. Last Monday being number one, obviously. I just think if you just look at the easiest way to get a 50-50 tip right for your tipping comp is just like who is the better side this year? Like who's going to finish high on the ladder? Oh, Sydney. Sydney. So you got to be tipping Sydney. You got to be tipping Sydney comfortably and confidently, and um, it'd be a genuine surprise if Hawthorne if Hawthorne wins this. And you can you can you know search around the whole like they're in Tassie mode. Well, that's all well and good. But that's for a different Hawthorne era. 
That's for a Hawthorne era run by Clarkson with the Tasmanian connections, you know, and this is the new era. This is the youngsters. Half these blokes ever know where Tasmania is probably. So I don't think you can, you, so, you can pretend so it's a fortress. what would be your view of the Hawks if uh, they do get up? And I'd say you've, you've won a great game against a travelling Sydney side that's uh, got a few injuries and a few outs. Do you, so if, if, if Hawthorne wins this, this doesn't confirm that they're a top four side, does it? Oh, no. Top four is a bit of a stretch. No. Yeah. No, mm. it'd yeah. still be it'd still just be a good start to the season. I think it'd be an absolute yeah. ripper start. Unless the they come out and win by ten goals, and then, Ooh, that, that, that's then something. You watch Nick then out. you have to, you know, start turning your head, putting and, some respect on that name. You know, yeah, yeah. We'll oh, see. Nico. Well done, Nico. You are the super fan. You're also a super coach, a super coach expert at that. I want you to give us an essential purchase. Last week. You weren't ready for this segment, but you... No, I wasn't. I've, I've did come really prepared well, this week. You I've came come... prepared. Last week, I just threw to it, and you just you just went straight to it. <laughs> thought you had all these notes prepared that weren't on the rundown. I go, yeah, you, you threw me off guard. You did really honest. well, mate. But this week, you're prepared, so we're expecting an even yeah, better. Yeah. Well, season. I want to give you a rookie pick and a premium pick, and the oh, rookie pick is Gold Coast Malcolm Roses. He's on oh. the bubble this week, which means he will be going up in price for the first time next week. He's played two games, scored 74 and 73, which is quite good. He's got a break even of negative 71. So he will generate plenty of cash for your side in the coming weeks. And his two VFL scores actually in rounds one and two were 116 and 124. So he is capable of going big, the young lad. And um, that, if you do downgrade to him, then you do have some spare cash and you want to use that second trade to bring in a premium option. And there's plenty. Jack, oh, Jack Steele. Jack Steele, well, you reckon? Jack Steele and Clayton Oliver, if you've got the spare cash, then absolutely they're safe selections. You know what they're, you know, you know they're going to produce. Mm-hmm. Tom Green, I think, is still very cheap um, for what he's producing. Yep. But my value pick has to be Tom Mitchell. Oh, he's, God, we've mentioned Hawthorne again. I know. I'm <laughs> sorry. But he did have a slow start to the year by his standards. Three sub-80 scores. Dropped about 70000 in price. But now he's on the up. The two last two weeks, 119 and 142. He's back to his best. Um, he's very cheap. It's the cheapest he'll be all season. Bargain price. You have to jump on him now if you want him. So... Yeah, that's my bargain. My bargain pick. Nico, you used this point. term with me uh, earlier. You said to me he's back to his pig scoring best. Yeah, you use that often. I do. It, it's a yeah. He's a when it comes to super coach, he's a scoring pig. Just he a just pig. Loves the points. Just, yeah. just loves it. Loves getting in amongst the mark. I love yeah. it. He needs to do that. I like when he's in there contested, uh, contested possessions. That's that's when he's at his best, Tommy Mitchell. And after last week, let's hope he backs it up and. Let's hope that super coach tip gets you over the line against your mates this week. Let's put your house on something. Uh, Nico, you've been homeless a few times this year. Gordo, you as well. I think I have. Um, can't remember though. Uh, Gordo, give me your prop and your pick. What are we putting our houses on this week? Well, just like Nico, I've done my homework this week, done some deep dives into the stats. My first prop is Port Adelaide to win the second quarter against the Eagles. As we know, <laughs> The Waffle Eagles. So the Eagles Just are the only the team in the competition to have not won a second quarter this season. Oh, I like that. They've been outscored by a total of 74 points in that term. That's ranked last in the AFL. And the obvious explanation for that is obviously they're playing, you know, the lesser quality players. They're Waffle players, which cannot run out against, against the likes of any AFL side. So you'll, you can be dogged and determined for Q1, small break, Q2, fatigue, long break, come back in Q3, compete, blow out at the end. That's kind of how their games have been going. That's how this game will go against Port. So Port's win Q2 
and then probably you know win the game as well. Put your house on that. Can't Put lose your house on that. Gamble responsibly. Obviously. Uh, what's your best pick of the weekend? Well, the best pick. We need to give some props to this team. Apparently, Brisbane. We don't talk about Brisbane oh. enough. No one does. They no. just fly under the radar. I try to. I try to. We didn't bring them up against this week because this game, oh, you know, yeah. probably won't be worth watching. Brisbane to win Ooh, against Gold Coast by 40 plus. 40 plus. I don't, in I don't the agree Q with that. Clash, in the Q clash. Every year we say the same thing. Every year we say, oh, yeah, this Gold Coast side looks pretty good, don't they? They look pretty good now. <laughs> this is the year that Stewie Dude gets it done. They're going to take that step. I'm going to challenge that older brother. And what does the older brother do? Last five matches against Gold mm. Coast, Brisbane have won by a margin of 40 points. This is one they just circle. This is big bully time. This is. Mm. You know, his stepbrother comes back from uni days and bashes up his, you know, little little primary school little brother. That's what's going to happen here. The big brothers were going to bash the little brothers, 40-plus at least. Put your house on that too. Wowee. All right. Sounds good. Yep. Uh, yep. Mine's not as outlandish as that, but I've got Jack Rewalt to kick two or more because it is big prime time. Jack Rewalt, Anzac Day Eve, he likes to come out on the big occasions, and I think he'll slot a couple. And a much needed couple too, because the Tigers have to score heavily if they, if they do want to compete with the Demons. So I've got him to kick two, and then my pick is Sydney to beat Hawthorne uh, by under thirty points, which is pretty safe for me. But I, did, I think if Sydney win, it's not going to be a blowout. I think Hawthorne are going to be competitive, especially in Tassie, their uh, their real home where they sold their soul, Nicholas. Um, Last year there, I think. But anyway, <laughs> well, you'd hope so. You might be permanently based there soon. Um, yeah, so under thirty. Just, uh, I'd even say under t- no, I'll stay under 30. Under 30 for me. Yep. Nicholas, what have you got for us? Yeah, my prop, I've got Toby Green two or more. Like I said before, um, uh, I think he would be feeling somewhat responsible for the Giants yep. early season dip in forms. So he'll come out tonight firing, all guns blazing, at least two goals. But yeah, well, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching him tonight and return. And, and my pick has to be uh, Geelong over North Melbourne. Um, again, we haven't really spoken much about this game, but it's because Geelong are going to run all over them. Yeah, they'll bounce back like they always do. They're a pr- proud team. And, uh, yeah, by at least eight goals, I reckon. Eight goals. There you go. They'll, they'll, they won't mind the ground there, Bloodstone Arena. So that's yeah, uh, not yeah. too dissimilar to Geelong's ground. Yeah, and they'll get uh, a little bit more narrower, so they'll get a bit of body on body. And I think North Melbourne won't be able to compete with that. And after losing last week against the Hawks, Geelong will come out breathing fire and I think Nico mm. said that North Melbourne don't deserve their AFL license on the last podcast I don't know if that's quite true but they are a struggling <laughs> side they won't be able to keep up with Geelong hey guys I reckon that's all we've got time for because Gordo needs to get editing because it is Friday and footy is coming up very very shortly there'll be a full uh, article about this podcast and all our tips will be there full tips so you can blame us all when we get them wrong on uh, Tuesday when the round concludes uh, we thank you for joining us. Don't forget to email and uh, and hashtag and get involved. And uh, until we speak to you next time, take care of yourselves. <laughs>